Our scripture reading this morning is Book of Isaiah, chapter 60, verses 1 through 6. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you, and the wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you. The young camels of Medan and Ephah and those of Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. The word of the Lord. The gospel reading is from the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at the rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all of Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, He inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there, ahead of them, went the star that they had seen as its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was born. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overcome with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left their own country by another road. The word of the Lord. We are indeed still in the 11th day of Christmas here. It is still the season of, uh, of Christmas tomorrow. January 6th is actually Epiphany, but clearly we're talking about this today. It is the, the story of the arrival of the wise men or the magi. I'm not so sure that they were so wise. Uh, they, they set off. We, we know that they're from the east, maybe from... Areas we would think today as maybe Syria or Iran or Iraq or somewhere, somewhere over here. 
and they see this star. These are, these are not Jews. They are outsiders to the faith. They are um, kind of interesting. You know, you, we would probably think of them as a little kooky, uh, but they had a lot of power, such power that when they started to head this way and they, they had to go see where, okay, there's the star, there's going to be a king born. You know, what we'll do when we find out that there's a new king born, we're going to go to the current king. And we're going to tell the current king all about the great news that there is a baby king being born. Well, King Herod, not the most stable or kind person. Uh, In fact, he was rather an egomaniacal, insecure, crazy man. So he hears that there is going to be a new baby king born, and he says to the wise men, who again are not so wise, oh, you know... I am definitely going to want to go worship this baby. So when you find the baby, come and tell me. And I will go and pay homage too. Now, the wise men, seeing that Herod doesn't know where the baby is, then go to the the scribes and and the, the religious leaders of the day and say, where do the scriptures say the king will be born? Where will the Messiah come from? And the scriptures say that they will come from Bethlehem, like the town of King David. And so they go and they follow and they find the baby. And as the story goes, uh, they, they pay homage to the baby. They bring these gifts, not particularly useful, but symbolic. And then they are warned, um, not in a dream, they were warned in a dream, don't go back to Herod. Go home by a different way. And so they do that. First bit of wisdom from our wise men. They do that. But Herod still gets wind of it. And uh, Herod checks with these same scholars, yep, Bethlehem. And so Herod orders the killing of all the babies in Bethlehem. From the very first moment he is, he is born, he comes into the world, Jesus is tangling with the powers that be, not because he wanted to, but because his presence is a threat in the world, a threat to King Herod. And so Mary and Joseph set off, taking the baby with them, and they become asylum seekers in uh, in Egypt, it says, and they, they remained in Egypt a few years. We don't quite know how long, it says. You remember that most of the Hebrew scripture is this rests on the story of being freed from slavery in Egypt and that God brought them out of the land of Egypt. And indeed, in this story, they flee to Egypt for safety. And we have this horrendous story of a slaughter of baby boys around Bethlehem. It's such a, a story of, of pilgrimage, of seeking God, of seeking to follow God, the wise men, magi, I can't call them wise. Interesting that they're such an important part of our nativity scenes and crush stories, but Herod's not in there. We keep the Christ in Christmas, we don't keep Herod in Christmas, but he's a big part of this story too. This one who rages is so threatened by the idea that God would be born among us, that the Prince of Peace would come, that would reign in the ways of true peace, 
that he's willing to kill everybody in his path. This is how our story begins. It's a story of pilgrimage for the wise men, whatever, whatever got into them, whatever it was. I mean, remember, these were not Jewish people, but they were seeking. They thought, God is doing a new thing, and we're going to follow. We're going to see what we can find. And, of course, it becomes a pilgrimage story for Mary and Joseph as they must lead the baby out. There is an Italian folk story about, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, Buffina. Anybody know this story? Buffina is a, um, it's a story of, of a, a woman in a village, and the wise men in the story stopped by her house to tell her that, hey, we're going to go find this baby that has been born king of the Jews, won't you come with us? And she said, no, I am far too busy. I have got cleaning to do and cooking to do. I couldn't possibly leave all of this right now. Um, so no thank you. And then, you know, a couple days later, she thinks about it, and she thinks, you know, wait a minute. I might have missed an important opportunity here. If the king, the Messiah, has come and has been born, I should go out and I should seek the Messiah. And so she bakes a batch of cookies, as the legend says, and she goes from house to house, and she tries to find the Messiah. And because she doesn't really recognize Jesus, just on the off chance, she goes ahead and leaves cookies for the baby. And so she goes from house to house, and she says, I don't know, it's a really beautiful baby, could be, better give some cookies. And they go house to house. And then those parents who said, what? Our child is just our child. We better go and deliver these cookies to somebody else's child. And so it is. Everybody is seeking the Christ child and bringing cookies to every baby because they're all seeking to find where Christ might be among us. The season of Epiphany is a season that is all about thresholds, about seeking, about moving, about moving beyond ourselves, beyond our comfort zones, about seeking and looking and searching for God in our midst. Bethina ended up leaving not just herself, but her whole community in searching for Christ. I wonder if this year, this 2020 year might be a year where we all commit ourselves to seeking Christ and go ahead on the off chance that the person sitting next to you in the pew might be Christ among us. Go ahead and treat them with an extra dose of kindness. On the off chance that your neighbor might indeed be a sign of Christ, go ahead and treat them with an extra dose of kindness on the off chance that the person you run into the grocery store or the person you disagree with might indeed represent Christ, go ahead and treat them as such. What would it be for us, as Dina passed out the stars for the children, to start looking for the signs of God among us, to start looking for God's light to fill our our lives? If I had a visual image for Epiphany, and it's a little ironic because we're having a little lighting issues in here, so it's a little dark. But if I had an image for Epiphany, it would be like a big giant spotlight that goes down and fills every corner. Every darkness is now flooded with light. Every 
sign of despair is filled with hope. Every place of conflict is flooded with God's peace. Epiphany for us is a season in the church year. So next week we will be in the season of Epiphany in the church, and we're in that season until uh, Lent. But it is a season of opening ourselves, opening ourselves to where Christ might be found, expanding ourselves, taking that pilgrimage with Christ out into the world, seeking God in unknown places, in unknown people, in strangers, and in friends, and in foes, In all of those places, God will be found among us. And so on the off chance, we might see God today or tomorrow. May we bring them peace. May we surround one another with love and grace. And may we be people who bear witness to God's light, even in the darkness. Let us pray. Holy God, In Epiphany, you show forth your Christ, and his light and his peace is met immediately with opposition and indeed terror. But God, we follow the Prince of Peace. We seek to be people of light and hope, of renewal. We seek to follow you on this journey of faith. Guide us, God, on a journey that leads us in mysterious ways, to people and places where Christ is found among us. Guide us, we pray. Amen.